darkness, and sometimes they win. Even the devil was an angel once. The world has its own rules, and these rules are not human. Some of us seek answers to the origin and existence of cryptids and the unexplained. Join us as we venture beyond the known and accepted boundaries. Welcome to our nightmare. I think you're going to like it. Hey folks, good evening and welcome to another episode of Fams of Monsters Radio where we explore the strange and the unexplained. I'm your host, Lon Stricker, and thanks for joining me this evening. Now, um, if you enjoy our content, please subscribe, like, and share our presentations. Feel free to place a comment as well. Super Chat is always active during the show. So uh, please show your support for the Fans of Monsters Radio by clicking the dollar icon underneath the chat. You can also support the channel by using the Buy Me A Coffee link or banner in the description below. Your consideration is very much needed and appreciated. So tonight we're going to do something a little bit different, let alone this being a, a Wednesday night show uh, since we're normally on Fridays and we just do the uh, the personal reports on Wednesday. Uh, tonight's guest is, is Kenneth Hopkins, and he states that for most of his life, he had no awareness that he was an abductee. The, the night experiences I thought were dreams. In these, I would visit many places to see the same people many nights after I fell asleep. I thought they were dream people. I could smell, touch them, and have all six senses with them. Some places were cold, some places too warm, and other places I couldn't seem to get enough oxygen in. When things became strange was in the summer of 1976 while attending Northeastern University. I would get a top security job working for a contracting agency for the Department of Defense. Uh, the DOD and abduction would and, and an abduction would create a conflict that would become lifelong in surveillance. The story was published in 2016 in uh, a book named uh, Earth Transformations. A young female agent for Department of Defense would be set up for abductions with me. With uh, much assistance from Lance Starkweather, we were able to get this book published. Unfortunately, the book has been taken out of circulation. In the years 1975 through 1978, I would have abductions by the greys in the daytime while driving a car with numerous different young women. These experiences I would have no memory of. I called them blackouts. I would later become aware of these uh, were referred to as missing time. As they occurred, I felt helpless. Some ranged from a half hour to most of the day. Always there were women present in 30 minutes to an hour. Most of the women seemed unaware. These incidents occurred in cars, beaches, and even amongst crowds of people. As the events occurred, so did homicides of witnesses. I ran into the Navy when men in suits started looking for me. In the last, in the last two homicides, two people just disappeared. Surveillance was start while I was in the U.S. Navy and continues to this day. In 2003, after telling a story of seeing a UFO to my son, I would receive a series of flashbacks. They became traumatic. I would begin my search with hypnosis and Massachusetts MUFON. The pieces would come together in fragments of what occurred some 35 years ago. 
I would become horrified at different visitors coming into my room and awakening me, some ghosts, some interdimensionals. So, Kenneth, thanks for joining me this evening. Give your microphone, your microphone in on, Kenneth. There you are. Can you hear me now? Yeah, I can. Okay. Yeah, this thing, this computer is tricky. So, you know, how did all this all this all start with you? I mean, um, I, I get what you're saying about the, um, uh, you know, you started becoming aware of the abductions after a while, I guess, through hypnosis, but... Um, can you t can you tell us the process and, and how it, you know some of the things you started going through through these abductions? Um, well, I, the uh, I'll be glad to talk about the abductions, but I had a lot of interest in discussing the MK Ultra project. Okay, well, go ahead. I mean, it's, you're open. Okay. Uh, for me, I had been uh, I while well, I was investigating the MK Ultra and interviewing people in Canada and the U.S., interviewing some 50 to 100 people that had been involved in this program. Uh, I didn't know I was involved in this program. Uh, so I discovered I had probably undergone some over 100 sessions of hypnosis with three different hypnotists. So the the, hip, the 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 sixteen hour missing time was the one everybody wanted to get at, mm -hmm. and it took about two and a half years before we could catch that memory. So I'd give up, I'd come back, I'd give up, and I'd come back. In uh, the sixteen hour mi uh, missing time, I and a young woman were taken from a vehicle, or maybe even with the vehicle. I don't know, uh, and then the grays had interest in doing surgery on her due to a series of convulsions she had. And so the greys were curious on those convulsions. So uh, what I remember is standing behind a wall, sitting in a chair behind a wall, while this young woman who was an MK Ultra Monarch project, like the picture I sent you, Mm -hmm. uh, she was screaming for what appeared to be hours and the grazer were basically having her scream herself out. I'm not exactly sure, but it was a lot of screaming she was doing. When she became resigned, then it went quiet. And then a door appeared in the wall and they brought me in, a tall white and several grays. Uh, they had dismantled her head they had removed the left hemisphere of her skull and the left hemisphere of her brain. Skull was by her hip. The brain was by her head. And they asked me what the thing, the black thing the size of my thumb was that was connected to her brain stem from what I could see. I had no idea what it was. I found the whole thing horrifying 
because I assumed she was dead. Uh, next, so it made no sense to me. Mm -hmm. A woman with electronics in her head. Uh, and I spent a lot of years, a lot of sessions trying to find out what happened in that 16-hour period. So I just threw it out as garbage, as as not anything of substance. Uh, and then I started three or four months later, and a lot of the flashbacks I was starting to have were very traumatic. Uh, crying fits, my sensitivity for what was done to this young woman. Uh, so I was going through a very rough emotional time dealing with these memories. So I started researching brains, uh, shuns, and then eventually I came across the MK Ultra program and uh, Jose Delgado and his experiments with brain implants. In Jose Delgado's time, he would bring a bull to a stop with a button. He made the front pages of international newspapers with that. So then I came across the project I sent you the picture of. Right. Uh, and then that explained to me what was going on with the woman and the greys. The greys would take her many times. They'd take us many times. Uh, she wasn't involved in the hybrid programs as the others that were being taken were. Uh, they had this incredible curiosity on what this instrument was in her head. And eventually I would find out what that instrument was in her head. And then during the hypnosis sessions, I would come to remember the sessions at Boston Children's Hospital that were occurring to me with a psychiatrist, a needle in my arm and a rubber ball to hold. They would bring a child into the room and uh, as my research would tell me, these children had been kidnapped from Mexico and South America, and they were considered disposable. And then they would have the, the trainees that they were programming torture the child. This would create a dissociative process, which is what they wanted. Once they created the trauma, a, per, a new personality would, would come in. That would become the personality they would train. And they used them as, they used us as assassins and they used us as couriers of information. In that hypnotic state, we have 10 times the strength to withstand torture. We also can have up to 10 times the strength of a normal human. So they found that state incredibly useful. So this is how they created uh, the assassins the CIA used. And in my interviews, I came across a couple of assassins. Uh, as one woman, that the clearest that I remember, she lost a week, two weeks, in a split second. She didn't know what happened. Uh, she came back to work. She was working in a federal company. And she was surprised none of the people she was working with would question her as to where she had been for two weeks. Shortly afterwards, she was forced off the road by a car 
and then and almost got killed. And then uh, somehow that problem got resolved. So what we assumed was that she'd carried out an assassin and somebody had tracked her to where she was living and working. Hmm. Uh, the this is this really made me lose respect for the United States to realize that these human experiments were being done on thousands of Americans. Now, in 1976, Senator Kennedy and Church opened up an investigation. Right. All they had was budget amounts. And that was this investigation I believe I have here. Right. Uh, and basically, they didn't have anything to, to bite, anything to investigate. Uh, Kennedy, Ted Kennedy, was trying to get at the substance of what they were doing to these children. There was also adult programs that were being done to adults. And one reference is the CIA's control of candy. Uh, which explains the procedure pretty well. So uh, as I further went into interviewing people, uh, well, the accidental memory that came in hypnosis, they brought the child in. As I said, these were disposable children. Mm -hmm. And they're using a psychiatrist and psychologist out of Yale and Harvard at Boston Children's Hospital in 1960. The doctor that did me was a Dr. Vincent Perlow. He's dead now. Mm -hmm. When I looked his name up, I was surprised to see MK Ultra with a line through it, next to it. Uh, so <laughs> they didn't, the flashbacks and memories I got, I really didn't feel a need to further pursue. Uh, but when I heard accounts of a child, of people before they're involved in the shootings talking about brainwashing. And when I hear accounts of another child describing how his friend looked like he came out of a trance state, uh, this has made me very suspicious that these shootings are being set up. And of course, they're going to use the mentally unbalanced child. They're the perfect subject. Right. So basically, triggers could be anything. Uh, there, there was discussion in some work that Disneyland used triggers in their cartoons. Uh, triggers could be very personal. Triggers could trigger a group. They can trigger an individual. When the trigger has been done, then the person carries out the task that they've been programmed to do with no awareness of it after they've completed it. So I feel with the sudden increase in these school shootings and hearing some of the testimonies that this is what's behind the school shootings. Really? Also interesting that the Democrats were president during these two different groups of shootings over the years. It was a Democrat president, Obama, all these shootings, Biden, all these shootings. So I thought those were interesting correlations. And I felt they were purposely being used for gun control. Hmm. And again, this is my opinion from 
from my experience, from what they did to me, can easily make a child kill, do anything. I know the hypnotic procedures to do it. I studied them extensively. Uh, and it was also interesting how the government and the media came out uh, calling hypnosis useless, not reliable. They didn't want hypnosis used on their subjects, which were thousands of people in this country. Mm -hmm. So they want to disclaim hypnosis as a method of healing. Hypnosis is a phenomenal method of healing. For PTS, trauma, I think it's the best methodology available. Let me ask you this, Kenneth. Um, from the very beginning, how did you get involved with this? How that, What was the procedure for you becoming part of this program? Uh, I was diagnosed as mentally retarded. So I was sent to Boston Children's Hospital to deal with... Uh, the learning disability. At that time, they called it mixed dominance. And at that time, in 1960, they were, they were looking for ideal victims in school systems with the ideal person in a one to five number. They want the person that's most easily hypnotized for these projects. One out of every five individuals can be hypnotized somewhat against their will, subliminally, very easily. So these were the subjects they wanted to use for the MK Ultra mind control. So that brought me into Boston Children's. I believe Boston Children's Hospital is still practicing this. Uh, I believe these experiments are going on. In 1963, a uh, human rights... Uh, hearing or group came in and they dropped the numbers dramatically down on the people they involved in the project. Mm -hmm. In 1976, when Senator Kennedy and Senator Church investigated, Jesse Helms, head of the CIA, supposedly destroyed all documents, but then these victims would be recalled and activated. And the young woman I was with was one of these that had the implant. And these implants didn't work. They were kind of a failure. I talked to doctors that removed them from people. They were basically impossible to remove. They were put into these children at about age six. For some reason, they picked the age six. Uh, and so the brain developed and became dependent on these devices. So the Greys are trying to figure out a way of removal for this girl. Uh, I don't know if they ever did or didn't. Uh, they did surgery on her taking parts from me. Uh, I don't know the results of that. I, you know, I don't know what happened with that, what parts. My eyes were taken out. They were accessing something behind my eyes. Uh, so my impression was they felt they had failed. Mm -hmm. 
Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Grace. Uh. Was um was MK Ultra a a program that was done with in the association with the military and the CIA the did the initial research. Right. They brought in uh Dr. Mengele. Right. Changed his name, brought him in to continue the experiments he was doing in the concentration camps. So the CIA then would utilize this for many of the other federal agencies. Military intelligence, uh, occults would form. Uh, I was interviewing another woman who described being raped repeatedly by her father in a Mason temple. And to the point where she left her body. She saw what she thought was an angel leaving her body. And the woman would tell her to return back to her body. And I thought I didn't get to find she was the only case that brought the fact that out-of-body travel was involved in this process. Do you think that the, were the extraterrestrials involved with this? With no, the uh, this is CIA. This is man. Unless we're looking at reptilian, draconian, uh, which have a an effect over a lot of things, but this is primarily CIA. And Russia was involved in this in the in the book CIA's control of candy, the medications being administered to her had Russian names on them. So the U.S. and Russia, and Russia's competition and the U.S.'s competition may have sped this up. I'm not sure about France. I know it was being done in Canada. Uh, Those are the only two countries. But I had the idea that it was being done in all the allies, French, England, Russia, and the U.S., Were you ever involved with any uh, remote viewing as far as with MKUltra? And uh, there's a possibility of that. Uh, I was activated to participate in going into a facility, and I believe I was I was. I don't know what agency I was working for. I'm assuming a federal agency. Uranium somehow seemed like they were tracking uranium being shipped. So when they sent us into the facility, we were to kill everybody in the facility. Uh, I entered, put two bullets in the man to my left in the door, went, put another bullet in another person, The guy that was working with me came in on the other side. He fired one shot. So I'm assuming three people were killed. Uh, 
I lost it when the gun jammed on the second person. I started screaming. I threw the gun. And so I believe that is the reason I was removed because they don't want that conscious awareness. Right. And in the super soldier training, that comes up repeatedly where they throw people out because they can't control them from the babies in the cages. And there was a sighting in New Hampshire that was suspect of that. They had no trouble. They would take the babies. They would get the babies from many places. And these caged babies would be trained. And I was surprised to come across a woman I was looking up. Uh, there were a hundred of her born in Colorado with the same name. So that means she was entered into the system. Mm -hmm. And she was done through a hospital and the, the birth certificates were created to justify her identity. When you later went through hypnosis, what exactly came forth during the procedure? For the initial procedures, nothing. I don't know. I don't remember. Then we started to realize what we call the alternates. The other personality. And so we weren't going to get anything with my recollection. So we had to find the personalities that were involved. And then speaking to the personalities involved, then we uncovered the experiences. The Pleiadians, uh, the, the dissociative, the play, in many abductions, the person is taken straight out of sleep. Mm -hmm. In the deepest state of sleep, they're taken. And they're taken out of the deepest state of sleep because they don't want the conscious awareness. Then that personality adapts and relates and deals with the Palladians. But we also have conscious experiences with the Palladians as well. Hmm. The greys I have no memory. There's very few memories with. Right. Uh, for the most time, it's just missing time. Uh, you look at a clock, it's an hour later. Uh, 13 women would be taken with me. Six of those would be used in the hybrid program. Embryos would be put into them. And that's what was uncovered with the hypnosis. And then we were doing hypnosis on the women that were involved. Uh, and, and they would go through the trauma, the fear, the terror. Uh, in interviewing recent gray abductees, the process has changed. The Pleiadians had a lot of problems with the grace practices. So in the, the woman abducted in 2018 that I interviewed, an incision would be done in her stomach. The embryo would be put into that incision. She was very voluntary. There was no screaming. There was no resistance. So the grace have adapted the methodology to accommodate for the emotions of the victims. Mm -hmm. But in 75, 76, 77, it was traumatic for the women.
So do you consider yourself part of the super soldier program? A what? Do you consider yourself as being part of a super soldier program? There seem to be the flashbacks that came seem to show some of that in the, uh, I haven't, I don't know if I sent you any photographs of plasma teleportation. You may have. I think Vincent has them. We'll okay. see if he can get them up. In plasma teleportation, you're turned into energy and teleported as energy. Mm -hmm. And in this process, time could be traveled. We did missions in this process. My understanding in this process was from experiences was we had abnormal strength. Almost like Superman. Uh, the flashbacks that I got, again, I didn't pursue because I didn't want to deal with the traumas from these experiments because I don't consider with a needle in my arm and a rubber ball in my hand myself responsible for the actions they trained me to do. I would rather deal with the positive experiences with the Pleiadians. Do you um, do you have any idea what happened to the women who were with you or who were involved with this? Eventually, uh, one was notified by the military, Department of Defense. I didn't know what top secret security clearances were about. I didn't know they had me sign one. So the vehicle surveillance when I was first getting the job in that vehicle surveillance, uh, two officers would see an abduction with a young college girl and went a mass. They would question me. I thought I went to a movie. They questioned the girl. She thought she went to a movie. Uh, but that wasn't what they saw when they watched us. They saw a gray ship taking us in the woods in a light. Okay. And so that's when they brought in the young agent. She was taken from a jail. Uh, they got her to volunteer. She had been in jail with her husband over a car theft. And they made it a deal with her. For her husband's early release, I think, I'm not exactly sure. She would commit a homicide in the time she was working with me. They cleaned up after her pretty good. She stabbed, she stabbed the man pretty good in a car hitchhiking. It it was, it never made the news. No, yeah. Uh, and that was in Bill Ricker on 128, Route 128. So you, you state that you, you joined the Navy. And I ran into the Navy. You ran into the Navy. And uh, that they do still surveillance you to this day. What is that all about? I don't know what the secret was, but when I tried to find out uh well the woman that i mentioned ufo girl 
uh, and somebody's interested in doing a, a movie with on her. She was shot in the head in 1981. I was trying to get further information from her at that time. I believe that when I was in the town was when they, her husband shot her in the head. Yeah, that's plasma teleportation. We had to, of course, play the contrast down because the light is so painful from this. And that's how visitors came into my room and that's how I left. In this, I'm coming in. This will become me as it takes form. I'm just completed a lot of video work on this mm -hmm. that I haven't quite finished. Most cameras will not film this. Uh, well, I don't know if you're aware of, uh, I've been working with an individual by the name of David Eckhart who has been going through something similar to this over the past decade or so. And his, his photographs are, are very similar to yours. And uh, I, I actually, I, I was pretty astounded when I saw it, how much, how similar it is to what he's been experiencing. Um, That's one way they take us. There's several ways they take us. Right. Did they take your physical body? Is, is that yeah, how they? The, they do yeah. their physical body and they do surgery on us. Really? And I could send you photographs of the surgery they did. Oh, okay. Uh, I have a lot of the marks. The grays are so good they don't usually leave. There'll be marks that look like scratches. Right. That come together to a point. Yeah, I've seen them. Yeah, and then they disappear. In the yeah. end, there's no, there's no scars. Uh, the Pleiadians, uh, they don't, they don't, uh, they did infect a group of us with COVID. Uh, but for the most part, they don't do uh, surgery. Even though I have seen them do surgery on other ETs. Hmm. Uh, is, is this another portal opening up? I don't know what this is. Yeah, I, that, that, I haven't seen that one before. Yeah, but that looks like it looks like uh, during these teleportations, there's a tremendous electrical uh, EMFs are incredibly high. Right. I believe they render the other person to remain asleep. There was something about genetics that came up that they told me that there was genetics involved in the ability of teleportation. I don't know if that was connected to time or if that was connected just to plasma teleportation, but I've seen them do people. Uh, I don't want to speak too much, but both my wives have been abducted. Uh, and uh, so whatever that genetics thing is, doesn't seem necessary to create the plasma teleportation. Because I've seen them do uh, in this house, four different people have been have been really? taken numerous different ways. Well, let me ask you about this then. Uh, since you had this experience with MK Ultra and, and some of the other programs, do people do you believe for the most part are they being abducted 
in conjunction with these these secret programs, or is it just an entirely different scenario? Well, so many people were being abducted in the late 50s and 60s, 61. So I came across people of both but in my interviews, mm-hmm. but I didn't find a correlation to the ETs. But I did find a correlation to child abuse, physical abuse by parents. And also the parents unaware of the assaulting of their children, that they did it. That came up in a lot of my interviews. The people in my age group came out of very physically abusive homes. Uh, With the younger age groups, I didn't find that cycle. So it's almost like I was wondering, okay, the woman is beating her child. She has no memory of beating her child. Mm -hmm. Is this a method of creating dissociation? You would think. To assist the abduction. Yeah, it all seems like it's part of the the whole program. Uh, it's not the MK Ultra program, right? It's but it, but actually, it, it yeah. seems to mimic. I think ultimately the MK Ultra program came from the ETs. You think so? Yeah. Uh, I uh, Hitler was involved with a group Antarcticas, I think they're called, and. There's recorded documentations of his landings on Mars. Uh, there was a, a ET group involved with Hitler. And then I know you know about the attack on the Antarctic, mm-hmm. Admiral Byrd, right. where the Russian, where German submarines had disappeared in the Antarctic. So the Allies went to pursue those, uh, those people that went to the Antarctic. Of course, the battle was lost, uh, and I question that as being the shadow government mm-hmm. the formation of the shadow government, the government above governments, the creator of COVID-19, uh, I believe comes from the reptilians. Uh, and the vaccines from my interviews at the two local hospitals here weren't working. Um, back to the Navy, uh, did you ever have to do any, in particular, any work or anything for the Navy at all? I was in their nuclear program for a nuclear sub, but I ended up, I got angry and I quit the program. (laughs) So then I ended up in the fleet working on a destroyer in Boston, East Boston. But there was no, uh, the Navy was notified of the surveillance. Uh, Because my friends, we all had top secret security clearances, and they were scared by the surveillance. So they threatened that if I didn't go to, to Naval Intelligence, they would. So I went to Naval Intelligence. They were furious that I hadn't gone to them earlier. They said they'd get back to me. And then when they got back to me, 
they gave me the choice to leave the Navy with an honorable discharge. Mm -hmm. I chose not to at that time. Uh, so I don't know. They seem to have found something out. Uh, I don't know what. And then the FBI, the FDEA was involved because the two that died in New Hampshire were FDEA agents, federal drug enforcement agents. So in the, the UFO government network, the FBI, the FDEA, a lot of federal agencies are used. So I went underground, I went undercover with an FDEA agent to locate the body of the missing agent. I thought it was one agent, but it was actually three agents were missing. Hmm. And so that's, the men in suits were asking about that. And, and I, I can't, uh, I can't speak too much of the military stuff. Mm -hmm. And they're still pursuing you. Uh, they watch me closely and four and three others vehicle, air, phone taps, electronics in our homes, consistent break-ins. Uh, this has been continuous for 46 years with nine homicides. Now, I will, I will say something. I, I, I usually use two computers when I'm doing these shows. And my computer over here on my, on my right was fried just before the show. That's funny because when I sent the information to you, it disappeared for three hours. Yeah. So they were reviewing the documents and what I was going to discuss with you. But then they sent it back. And that was unusual. Usually when I get things deleted on the computer, they're gone forever. But they returned it three hours later, which meant the monitors didn't have a problem with me talking about MK Ultra. Hmm. Yeah, I have no idea what happened to this computer. I, but I, I can't it's happened before with, with, with radio shows and radio stations. There's a lot of things that have happened. Really? Yeah, that's never happened to me before. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's bizarre. Because I was, I was actually trying to fix it just before you came on with me. And uh, it wouldn't even let me into, uh, it wouldn't even let me start the computer. Yeah, they have complete control of this computer. So mm. if they didn't want me doing the show, my monitors would have shut us down. Interesting. But then MK Author isn't their, their thing. Their thing is the military and the ETs. Right. 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 Uh, is there anything else that you wanted to explain to us to get out there? Uh, what I'm trying to get for my research is, is speaking with abductees and contactees. Right. I want to hear their stories. So I have a simple email I refer people to. khop53 at outlook.com. Okay. I've done a lot of counseling, helping people understand the abduction experiences. In turn, I'm getting information from them. I've gotten information from other celestial groups. And I think this information is very important. So that's what I've been pursuing in this country and other countries. 
I'm hoping to do my next show on an English network because I like the question and answer form, but I want to be doing it with the listeners because that tells me where they are on their understanding of it. Right. By the questions. Interesting. And one thing I wanted to also say, many of abductees and contactees are unaware, just as I was most of my life, that they are abductees or contactees. I've met several in both my abductions and on earth at work that don't know they're abductees. Right. Right. Yeah, well, see, I've been involved with a, a lot of alien abductees, and uh, I've been present for regressions and such. And it, it, it's an interest. It's interesting some of the stuff that does come up with it. But your your actual uh, experiences, in 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 a way, do mimic that of David's and a few other people I've been involved with. Uh, so uh, I, I, you know, I'm just wondering how much how much connection there really is. Um, have there been any other alien beings, any other races other than uh, the ones you talked about that have showed up? Even even humans. I mean, I, I'm quite I'm quite 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 aware that there are humans working in conjunction with these factions. Well, every military branch is involved with ETs. Okay. NASA is involved with ETs, and that's why I am so frustrated with. Are UFOs real? Right. Uh, let's get let's get to the messages of the ETs. They come from highly advanced cultures, thousands and thousands of years. The Pleiadians say they haven't killed one another in over two thousand years. Uh, they have a governmental structure that doesn't involve an economic structure of wealth that sets up for inequality of wealth. Everyone is taken care of. Uh, You're not having to worry about survival in the Palladian society. Mm -hmm. You're trained, everybody does their job, everybody works together. To serve God is to serve one another. It's a whole different aspect of philosophy. And the Pleiadians' existence is very, in their world, I'm lost. Uh, when you see pages moving in books, I mean, when you see pictures moving in books, there's things going on that are not going on in our reality. So they've been introducing me recently in late mornings. To their culture and uh, growing up I was dealing with an adaptive culture of Pleiadians that were adapting to earth I visited a colony in the Alps that was surrounded with wire 12 foot fences and laser wire on top and guards at the front uh, so the Pleiadians are adapting to our world Uh, their world is vastly different in many ways. But I definitely think as spiritual beings, they're evolved because they have the society to
to allow for their spiritual involvement. I think in this society, spiritual involvement is incredibly difficult. Uh, or self-actualization or... Uh, I mean, when you're fighting for survival, uh, like Maslow's uh, triangle of hierarchy, if you're fighting for food, you're not going to have much of a chance to experience uh, spirituality. Mm -hmm. Hmm. Okay. They don't have violence. Uh, we coming into the world often bring violence inadvertently and we're greatly discouraged. Uh, a friend of mine with the Palladiums was dismissed and told that they didn't want her because of her fits. Uh, they don't, there's no violence in their culture. There's acceptance in their culture. Uh, always acceptance in their culture. Uh, are, are they among us and have they been controlling us through other means? There's three different groups. I've classified the Pleiadians in three groups. Okay. The first group lives on earth and they were from a seeding, they said tens of thousands of years ago. That's where I come from. And Earth's, and so that's one group they work with. They included that group in their breeding program. The other group is the ones that are learning and adapting. And then the ones from their system. They are trans, they are going back and forth. So they're in contact with their seven planetary system. Uh, and so some are coming and some are going back. They have communities in their ships. And that's where I was having a lot of my first experiences was in their, their very large ships. So you were, actually taken, you were actually taken to these craft? I was uh, brought into the crafts as a child. Okay. And I wandered around in them. I felt kind of left out because I wasn't in the regiment that was going on. Mm -hmm. uh, I watched a room change and I couldn't understand how it changed from an auditorium with seats to a flat floor. I've seen objects change form. Uh, there's... Uh, they... They, they, the ships, they seem to be working on adaptation to our culture. Uh, they speak English. So growing up at five and six, these were the ones I was introduced to. And then I grew up with them. And the last one, and I named them, but they didn't have names. Tall, tall blonde, uh, angry brunette, uh, and I would see them, the last one I saw was Angry Brunette in 2004, but I met her as a child. Hmm. And sexuality is expressed without limitation. Uh, the children are all taken care of. Uh, I'm very impressed with their structure. 
they have a council that sets rules. A couple times I and others have been before the council. Uh, I've never been presented to them. There's a sexual situation that I got tested on because mm-hmm. there was a complaint by one of the women in the breeding program. So then they put me through this test with men in lab coats and a blonde in a bed. Uh, and they took notes on our behaviors and then they let me back into the breeding program. Mm-hmm. For the breeding program, they did uh, surgery on me. They implanted new, uh, they implanted new cells is what they told me into the prostate. Uh, and that was very painful. They warned me about it. They gave me the images about it, but I misunderstood the images. But that had me in bed for about a day. It was mm. pretty painful. Uh, the medication they use for pain just eliminates pain. There's no aura. There's no high. There's no low. But when it wears off, the pain comes with full force. Uh, and a couple of times the pain came in the middle of the day for me. And I basically had to go to a bed. I couldn't function. So the surgeries have been painful. And you're still experiencing some of this? Yeah. I just posted a recent surgery on a lung replacement. Uh, And that's what I'm recovering from this year. Mm -hmm. Uh, They broke, they moved the ribs to put the lung in. Uh, And the lung became infected with uh, Omicron. That was the only part in me that became infected. So viral pneumonia took infection and then all the five ribs on this side broke like, like sticks. So uh, three of the ribs I think have settled. Then I go, I meet with a surgeon on the other two ribs, but uh, I'll send you a picture of the surgical marks on that. Okay. Those are pretty extensive. Absolutely. Okay. Uh, well, Kenneth, is there anything else you want to follow up with uh, before we go? Nothing I can think of, but I appreciate having the opportunity to talk to other contactees. Okay. That's where my research is coming from. Okay. So anybody that wishes to speak with me, please do. And I have a lot of explanation for those that don't understand the full experience. Okay. Well, Thanks a lot. You have a good you have a good evening and the rest of the week and uh thanks again for coming on. I appreciate it. All right, you take care. You too. So, if you have an unexplained encounter or setting, uh feel free to contact me through the Fams of Monsters blog site. I want to again thank uh Kenneth Hopkins for joining me this evening and thank to each of you for watching and chatting uh if you have a super chat made a super chat donation it's truly appreciated your support is what makes all this possible so please like subscribe share and please feel free to give leave comments uh i i really want to know what you think about it the show the guests and such and uh uh, you know, leave suggestions for guests as well. I'm, I'm very interested in, in your opinions. 
if you have a sighting or encounter report that you'd like to be considered for personal reports, or, or even post on Fams and Monsters, feel free to forward to my email at lawnstricklerfamsandmonsters.com. Now, on Friday night, we will conduct another roundtable discussion. Uh, this time, we'll discuss skinwalkers and Native American lore. My guests will be uh, Ryan Paul Tremblay, William Nighthawk, and Shane Michael Christ. Should be a very interesting show. I've had a lot of people asking about skinwalkers. And uh, here's your chance to come on and ask questions. And, um, yeah, join us this Friday night at 9 o'clock p.m. Eastern, 6 o'clock p.m. Pacific. So until next, the next show, until I see you next Friday night, stay healthy and have a safe, enjoyable week. Good night.